Something a bit strange has been happening lately. So, one day I was listening to music and a slower, more sad song that I used to listen all the time a few years ago came up and instead of skipping it like I've been doing all this time, I decided to listen to it. And to my surprise, I was actually able to do it. And ever since, I've been listening and rediscovering many great songs that I used to love. But the thing is that for the last five years or so, I haven't really been able to listen to slow, sad music, but apparently now I can do it again. I know this may seem like a very small thing. You might be wondering why I'm making a big deal about this, but to me it was a discovery and I want to talk about why on this episode, which means this episode is going to be a bit more personal, but it's okay. That's why I wanted to have a podcast like this, so I could have one episode where I spent almost 20 minutes talking about batteries and now I'm going to share a very personal story. And you know what I call that? Balance. Oh, and in case you're curious, the song I was listening to was When We Were Young by Adele. Great song, by the way. Okay, so basically listening to music is a big part of my day because I don't exactly love being in silence. And for the last five years or so, I've been using music specifically as a tool to improve my mood or to put me in a good mood, I guess. So slow and sad songs haven't been a part of my playlists because they would make me a bit too emotional, something that didn't used to be the case. And to explain why, I have to share a little personal story. So in 2018, I emigrated for the first time. I moved from my home country, Venezuela, to Chile, specifically to Santiago de Chile. I was 18 at the time, I had lived with my family my whole life before that and this was my first time traveling abroad and being without my family. And when I moved there, my first and only priority was to find a job and basically start making money. It wasn't my first time looking for a job. I had worked before that, but this was a whole new situation. I felt like my life depended on me finding a job because I had to pay rent, buy food and all that. And of course, that wasn't the only thing I was dealing with. I was also getting used to a new country, to a huge city, and I was getting used to being by myself most of the time. So yeah, it was a lot, but... Honestly, at the time, it felt like everything was moving so fast that I was not stopping for a second to try to comprehend what was happening, how all those changes were affecting me, and essentially, I was not stopping to check how I was feeling. So, I found a job, thankfully pretty quickly, and commuting to my job became my daily routine. And just like a lot of people, I would use that commute time to listen to music. And that's when I started to realize that I was not able to listen to the same music I was listening before I left my home. Particularly all those sad songs I used to love. I realized something had changed. You know, I think I've always been a sensitive person, but like that was a whole different level. Hearing a sad song would make me super emotional and I wouldn't even understand why. Another example is that most nights after work, 
I would also do some freelance work to make extra money and I really enjoyed listening to music while doing that, but slow songs were out of the question, not only because they were not helpful to keep me awake, but also because I was just too sensitive and being by myself at night, listening to slow music, it was something I couldn't handle because it would make me start thinking too much. So yeah, basically I was not allowing myself to feel. It was like my brain said, nope, we don't have time for feelings, girl, you just have to keep going. <laughs> and it's interesting because at the time, to me, it was just that my music taste had changed. And it wasn't until recently that I started looking back at that time that now I understand that it was like a coping mechanism. I needed all the serotonin I could get and happy and exciting songs were great for that. And thankfully, I'm much better now. I've grown and learned a lot about feeling my feelings, I guess. But I'll talk about that more a bit later because first I want to talk about something that made me really curious because now I couldn't help but wonder why do sad songs have that effect in me? And in a lot of people, I mean, songs and melodies make us feel things. But I was wondering, what makes a sad song sad? Is it a natural instinct? Is there something in the composition of the music that naturally makes it more nostalgic and sad and our brains have always been able to recognize those melodies as sad? Or is it something that along the years this type of music has been consolidated as music for sad and nostalgic situations. Maybe because of movies that growing up you see a sad scene with a slow song in the background so you understand that sad situations and a sad song are a good match. At least for the movie, right? <laughs> But of course, music has been used by humans to express emotions for a very long time, way before movies were around. So I was curious to know what are the main characteristics of a sad song and why does it make us feel sad and even sometimes it can make us feel happy, like it used to be for me. And while researching this, I noticed that it's a rather complex subject. It's something that's still being investigated and there's no exact answer. But of course, one thing is true and it's that the composition of the song is what makes it sad. It's not that society decided one day which melodies were going to be considered sad and nostalgic. And I think it's super cool that our brains are able to sort of recognize sad melodies because the characteristics of the song and the way it's arranged can make us feel nostalgic, emotional, and all sorts of things. And yes, this also depends on many other factors like your personality and what you perceive as sad. But again, the true thing is that Composers are the ones that apply different techniques to express different emotions through music. And here's what I learned about the different methods they use to create emotional and sad songs. It's pretty interesting. Okay, so the first thing I learned is that one common feature of a sad song is a slow tempo. And tempo refers to the speed or pace of a musical piece, and it can be a very important factor that determines which emotion is expressed in the song. So usually fast music expresses happiness and slow music expresses sadness. 
I also learned that another important characteristic are the keys used in the song. I found this article from the Kennedy Center that's called Putting the Sad in Sad Songs. It's a great article. And in the article, the author explains that in music, keys refer to the set of notes a song is built around. And the notes in a key work together to create melodies and harmonies. And in general, most songs we consider upbeat or happy are written in major keys. And songs that sound sad often feature minor keys. And the difference from a major key helps communicate a darker mood. I thought that was really interesting. So the relation between music and emotions is very complex. And like I mentioned, it's something that's still being studied. But I like one comparison made by Professor David Huron. And Huron is a scientist at Ohio State University who studies the effects of music on the brain. And Professor Huron makes a comparison by asking us to think about talking to a sad friend on the phone and thinking, how do they sound? So based on scientific research, people express sadness in their voices in six ways. They speak more quietly, more slowly, they speak in a lower pitch than normal, they also speak in a monotone, so meaning their tone of voice does not move up or down very much, they also speak less clearly or by mumbling, and they speak in darker, huskier tones. And it turns out, musical composers use similar elements when writing sad songs. So, sad songs often are quieter, slower and use lower notes. And research suggests that music can build in sadness by imitating emotional clues we use when we speak. While researching this, I focused more on the musical aspect, but of course, lyrics are also an important element used in emotional songs because feeling identified with the lyrics of a song contribute to the whole experience of sad music, but I was curious about the musical aspect because in my case, it wasn't the lyrics of the song that would make me very emotional. It was any type of soft melody and that's why I stopped listening to that type of music. I did also mention that I used to love listening to sad songs and right now it's not like I absolutely love listening to them again. It's more that I can enjoy and appreciate having an emotional moment because they still make me emotional and there are some slow songs that I do absolutely love and listen from time to time. But before it was like sad and slow songs would make me feel good and happy and I know that's the case for a lot of people so I was curious to learn about that. While researching this part I came across a term called the tragedy paradox and It's been described in many ways by the ones that study this subject, but I liked one description that mentioned that this is the contradictory idea that humans work to minimize sadness in their lives, but still find it pleasurable in an aesthetic context. And of course, I'm not a professional in this matter, but I would argue that this is true. A lot of people like the aesthetic of being sad and whatever that is. I know I used to like it. But, for example, when you see that movie scene with the main character who is sad and they're sitting on the window while it's raining and they have some candles in the room and they're writing on their journal while, while slow music plays in the background. 
and that looks aesthetic and a lot of people like that and find it appealing but of course it's usually not as glamorous in, and cozy in real life right it's more like crying in the bathroom of your office job <laughs> but yeah it can also be cozy and nice but it's interesting that it is a paradox some people find it appealing again i know i used to like it and there's also another answer to why we enjoy listening to sad songs or why they can make us feel happy and this is at the biological level which was also proposed by professor huron and the research they made explains that sad music is linked to the hormone prolactin which is associated with crying and helps to handle grief and the research says that sad music tricks the brain into engaging a normal response to a traumatic event by releasing prolactin and then because there's no actual traumatic event at that moment our bodies are just left with the pleasurable feeling of calmness that's produced by the hormone okay so going back to my personal story i think that moving abroad for the first time was a very overwhelming experience for me and this is the case for almost everyone i'm sure in my case i grew a lot as a person and had some great opportunities but i also experienced a lot of sad and hard moments as well and I think the way I somehow decided to handle it was to basically ignore my feelings and just move forward and that's why slow and sad songs were not allowed on my playlists because I was holding too many repressed feelings that it would only take one soft melody to make me very emotional and yes this whole experience has taught me that ignoring your feelings is not a good idea they don't go away, they always come back or transform into something else, which is not always something nice. And of course, I'm not a psychologist or a specialist in this matter and everyone's case is different, but in my experience, I would say it's better to allow yourself to feel your feelings and ask yourself why you're feeling in a certain way and try to address the situation. Maybe not right away, but as soon as possible. And also, looking back, I, I wonder if it was a lot better if I listened to those emotional songs because it maybe would have been a good way to express my feelings or feel my feelings. But I honestly don't know. I was going through a lot of things, so it's hard to say what was the healthiest way for me to acknowledge my feelings. But... I do know that listening to happy music helped me a lot and of course again the fact that I was repressing my feelings was not good but happy and upbeat music helped me a lot to get me through those days where I didn't have a lot of energy and I was not feeling great right and I think it's amazing that music works like this right that it has the power to change a situation for the better Okay, so I started this episode by saying that I can listen to sad songs again and you might be wondering what changed. And it's a mix of things. So moving abroad has taught me so much and I've had so many great opportunities because of it. But I do recognize that during those first years, I just lost 
a lot of myself. I even forgot about what type of things I enjoyed doing because honestly, I didn't have time. Um, when I was not working, I was cleaning, doing laundry and just preparing everything for the next work day. And this part of the story can be a whole new episode. So I'll just say that I started making an effort to think about me and to find time in the little free time I had to think about what I wanted to do with my life. And thanks to that, I was able to make a career change. And okay, it's not like I had a career in the first place, but I don't know what else to call it. So I'll call it a career change that basically allowed me to find a better job where I have better work-life balance. And this has taught me how important it is for me to have a good balance. And now I try to make it a priority. And I think another big reason why I got better is because I moved again. And I moved closer to my family. We all now live in Portugal. And this second move has been a healing experience to say the least. I think the reason why I'm able to listen to sad songs again is because I was able to find myself again and I'm no longer afraid of feeling emotional and it's a hundred percent something I'm still learning but I've made a lot of progress and I'm proud of that. If I'm honest this is something I had never shared openly before of course now I'm sharing it very openly because it will be on the internet but I hadn't really talked about it with like my close friends or my family because for a long time I thought that sharing the part of my story where I recognized that moving abroad for the first time was very overwhelming and I went through a lot, I thought that sharing that part meant that I was complaining or trying to make people feel sorry for me and that I was not being grateful for the opportunities I've had, which is absolutely not the case. Um, but I guess I just wanted to prove that I was super strong and that meant not showing how I was feeling. Now I know that expressing your feelings and being vulnerable is not a weakness. It actually empowers me. And I hope that's something I don't forget again. And that's why I wanted to record this episode, in case you forgot too. Oh, and one last thing. In the show notes, I'll leave the link to an article by professionalcomposers.com that explains how to make sad music in case that's something you're interested in and you want to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good day, afternoon or night. Take care. Bye!